morning. Just before um, Don does the welcome to the service, I've got an advance notice for everybody. Now, the first Methodist chapel in Bamber Bridge was opened on the 19th of July, 1821. So this is the 200th year anniversary of a church in Bamber Bridge. On July the 18th, there'll be an anniversary service, followed by a Jacob's Join lunch. We don't know what restrictions, if any, will be in place by then. So the plan is to have tables of six people, or it can be more than six if you only have two households involved. So today after the service, I'll be at the exit and I'll take names of those interested in attending the Jacob's Join lunch. Um, so spread the word about, to people who aren't here today that you know of. Um, they can ring me if they want. My number's um, on the internet, um, in the magazine and everywhere. So, However, but we will be taking names for the next few weeks. Um, if you're able to bring some food, that's great. And I'll ask you what you might be able to provide. But don't worry if you can't do this. It's you with, that we want here. And we will make sure that there's plenty for everybody who turns up. So this will be the start of a year of celebration. So if anyone's got any ideas for future events, please let me know. Thank you. Thank you, Desley. Uh, welcome to you all. Welcome to Karen, our minister, who will be leading our worship this morning. It's good to see you here this morning, especially if you've been away for some time. And uh, we welcome you all to worship and look forward to meeting you inside and more so outside after the service, uh, so we don't break any COVID rules. Um, there's a Thursday communion service here. That's this week, is it? Yeah, this Thursday. So... Uh, everyone's welcome to attend that but you do need to book in it's 11.15 on Thursday morning now those of you who come regularly will know that Tony has a system for Sunday mornings whereby if you come in every Sunday he just assumes you're coming and you let him know if you don't usually come every Sunday if that makes sense uh, it's a little bit different for the Thursday service everybody needs to book if you want to come and the times for the bookings are from 10am till 12 noon this Tuesday uh, or from 6pm to 7pm on Wednesday so that Tony knows before the, the Thursday service at 11.15. Um, if you want to jot that information down after the service, what I'll do, I'll, it's, only a, it's not a very elaborate notice, but I'll leave it down there so you can see the times and everything uh, so that you can put that in your diaries. And uh, that's everything I think I need to mention by way of notices. Uh, I'd just like to open our worship in prayer. Let us pray. Father, it's a privilege to carry everything to you in prayer. And it's a privilege to call, be called your people through Jesus Christ, your Son. We thank you that you love us and you care for us. Bless us now as we meet as the family of God around your table. Bless us, Lord, as we share fellowship with one another. Speak to us and reassure us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
We come to worship a wonderful God. We come into his presence. We come knowing that we share a faith, a love. And here we find the symbols to remind us of God's grace. His wonderful grace that's undeserving. So let's come and worship God. We're going to listen to the hymn, God is here, as we, his people, meet to offer praise and prayer. and pulpits here the cross has central place here in honesty of preaching here in silence as in speech here in newness and renewal God the Spirit comes to Good morning, everyone. 
It's lovely to be with you, and I'm treasuring every moment that I am because uh, because we've got Jane on sabbatical. It means there's more responsibilities across the circuit, so I will be preaching in other churches to take communions. So um, I'll make the most of when I'm here with you. We're going to share in our prayer of approach together. As we pray, God of all, as one, can we all say together, we'll start again. God of all, as one family, we worship you. We are mothers and fathers, we are sisters and brothers, and we worship you. We are sons and daughters, aunts and uncles, grannies and granddads, and we worship you. We are cousins and neighbours, friends and colleagues, and we worship you as your family, as your church, as your community. We worship you. Amen. First reading this morning is from Genesis, chapter 3, reading from verse 8 to verse 15. And uh, the chapter is entitled, The Fall of Man. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree from which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree. And I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all the livestock and all the wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. When God calls to Adam, where are you? We can immediately sense a rupture in this ancient story. Until this point, there'd been harmony and community between the man, the woman, and God. There's been a singleness of purpose and an ease of communication. All that has changed. Now there's separation and self-consciousness. Adam and Eve want to hide not only their naked bodies, but also the truth about what they'd done. A fissure has appeared between human and divine presence, between God's will and human choices. 
there can never be a return to that previously unconscious, instinctive communion. From this point onwards, all human beings, for all human beings, a relationship with God will always involve repentance and redemption, with the knowledge of being not only welcomed, but also rescued. Communion will be in one sense deeper, as we know only too well what it means to be alienated and lost, but it will always be bittersweet. This story describes our human condition, self-conscious, struggling to make decisions, inclined to blame one another for our own mistakes, mortal and separate from the direct presence of God. And now we listen to our gospel reading. Gospel readings from, um, take this off, Mark chapter 3, reading from verses 20 to 35. And this part of the chapter is entitled, uh, Jesus and Beelzebub. Then Jesus entered a house and again a crowd gathered so that he and his disciples weren't even able to eat. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said, he's out of his mind. And the teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem said, he is possessed by Beelzebub. By the prince of demons, he is driving out demons. So Jesus called them and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan opposes himself and he is divided, he cannot stand. His end has come. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house and carry out, off his pose- carry out and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he can rob the house. I tell you the truth, all the sins and the blasphemies of men will be forgiven them. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. He is guilty of an eternal sin. He said this because they were saying, he has, he has an evil spirit. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived, standing outside. They sent someone in to call him. A crowd was sitting around him and they told him, your mother and your brothers are outside and looking for you. Who are my mother and my brothers, he asked. Then he looked at the seated in the circle around him and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. We're going to sing All I Once Held Dear. Um, listening to that reading, um, 
Jesus gave everything up. Um, people thought that he was perhaps mad or that he was possessed. His, his family didn't really understand him, but he gave everything up for the will of his father. And this song talks about everything. All I once held dear, built my life upon, all this world of ears is worthless compared to knowing Jesus. Thank you to all our musicians and singers. You really do enhance our worship when we can't sing ourselves, apart from in our heads and our hearts. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and redeemer. Amen. When we visited our family down south last month, 
we played a version of what I would have called Chinese whispers, where one person whispers something to another who must pass the message on round the circle. Depending on how well the person has heard or his or her interpretation of what they've heard or just plain mischief, when the message is passed around the group and finally returns to the original speaker, it's usually quite distorted from what was originally intended. This had happened to Jesus. His family were concerned about the fear and rumours that surrounded him as crowds of followers in Galilee sought him out. The Gospel writer Mark uses a story within a story to increase the tension in this ever-present drama. Both the stories highlight relationships and how we behave towards one another. Jesus didn't get sucked into this net of gossip and destruction, but redefines family as those who do the will of God. And he redraws the boundaries for community. I wonder... What are the subtle or loud voices we listen to or are affected by that undermine the well-being of community? Do we seek those voices and listen for the equally subtle or insistent message that patiently restores us as individuals to community? to being part of God's own family community. It's so hard to be fully aware of what is influencing us, and we need diverse and honest voices to help us see ourselves as we really are. The Methodist Church has developed training in unconscious bias for all its leaders to help us find our blind spots so that we might not be blind guides inadvertently to others. We all need a mirror held up to ourselves at times. I wonder when someone annoys you or makes you angry or hurts or upsets you, do you distort what has happened? A bit like toddlers sometimes. Do you exaggerate the offence, rewrite history, or find an unworthy motive until you come out as the complete blameless one in the tale who did absolutely nothing to provoke any such response. We all need that mirror held up to ourselves at times, don't we? When the slanderous claim that Jesus had Beelzebul was made by the Pharisees, This is just an extreme example of the whole process. Or perhaps it's not so extreme in our present polarized politics. Perhaps there's a person or a group whose motives you routinely suspect. Or maybe you make them into a caricature and misjudge them completely. Actions like this could mean that you miss the very presence of God in that person. After all, who are we to judge one another? 
Every day there are aspects of our lives where we make mistakes or fail or need to start again. None of us are perfect. Yet this process can be a grace-filled way to grow up into the person or family that God created us to be. As we often try to live relying on our own way of doing things, our methodologies or philosophies, or acting as an exclusive group, we miss out on so much and inevitably fail. However, ultimately, this can be the means of growing and coming closer to God, flourishing and growing up into the person we were meant to be. And sometimes it can be those darkest times when God's light shines brightest to us. Jesus invites all of us to be part of his family, God's community of believers, his worldwide, all-encompassing family in all its diversity. Are you ready to pass the invitation on to others all others, no matter who they are. But you know, there's also another aspect to this invitation once we've accepted it. There is a need to continually grow, putting down deeper roots in our Lord Jesus, our Saviour, so that we not only grow, but we thrive and flourish I wonder, how are you enabling your faith to deepen and develop? Are you giving adequate time to God each day to still yourself in God's presence, to read and reflect on scripture, and most importantly, to listen to God as well as to speak to God? If you watch a young child develop, they learn most when they interact with others, when they watch, observe, and have a go at trying things they haven't done before. Yes, they can get it wrong, they can make mistakes and fail, but they're constantly learning and growing from their experiences. Have you got a close companion or small group that you're part of who journey alongside you to support and encourage you in your faith journey? Or can you be a support and encouragement to someone else or to others? I know we've talked about the Little Methodist Way of Life and Finding the Way booklets before. But they are a great starting point to venture into this alongside others, whether with just a friend or with a small group. If you're interested in developing your faith, becoming part of a small group or talking about your faith further, please don't hesitate to contact me or speak to someone else you trust in the church and we'll be more than happy to talk with you. I am hoping that with the groups of six being able to meet indoors, we can encourage the growth of small house groups for fellowship and for growth.
No matter what our age or how long we've been a Christian, we can learn new things about God every day. And we learn about ourselves and our faith every day. Because learning is lifelong. May we continue to grow and learn and develop. Let us pray. Lord, help us to grow in our discipleship each day and to journey alongside others so we can support and learn from each other. Amen. Now we're going to share in a prayer of praise and thanksgiving together. As we say, God of all the world, we praise you for calling us into your family, for choosing us even though we are imperfect, for trusting us even though we make mistakes, for not giving up on us even when we give up on ourselves, for offering so much more even when we would settle for less. God of all the world, for drawing us into a deeper relationship with you and with one another, we praise you. Individually and together, we praise you. Amen. And now Kath's going to lead us in our prayers of intercession. I'm praying from the, the prayer handbook for a few years ago. 2017, 2018, some prayers are found. Let's pray. Holy God, you are the beginning and the end, the source of all that is and the hope for all that is to come. Shape our world, our communities and our lives by this conviction. By your grace and mercy made known in Jesus, and emboldened by your spirit, help us to bear witness to all that we know and experience of you. Bring love to the hate. Bring peace to the war. Bring God to me. Bring kindness to the misery. Bring joy to the soul. Bring God to me. Bring thankfulness to the ungrateful. Bring justice to the unfair. Bring God to me. Bring respect to the disrespected. Bring hope to the hopeless. Bring God to me. Bring trust to the untrusted. Bring forgiveness to the unforgiven. Bring God to me. Bring help to the frightened. Bring patience to the impatient. Bring God to me. Bring self-control to the violent. Bring confidence to the scared. Bring God to me. Bring Jesus to me. Bring Jesus to the world. Amen.
And now we're going to listen to the hymn, Make Me a Channel of Your Peace. Our communion today is a communion liturgy for healing and wholeness. It was the night he was betrayed. Jesus was eating a meal with his friends. He took a piece of bread. He gave thanks to God and said, This is my body which is broken for you. Do this to remember me. And he gave it to them. Later, after they had eaten, he took a cup of wine and said, This cup is God's new relationship with us, made possible by my death. Whenever you drink it, 
Do it remembering me. As the lovers of Jesus have always done, we do now as he did. We set our gifts of bread and wine upon our table. In them you've promised to be with us. Through them we will remember you and you will heal us. Let us give thanks. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to God. Lord Jesus, it's so good to know that you really lived in the flesh, walked where we walk, felt what we feel, got tired, had sore and dirty feet, needed to eat and to think about where the next meal was coming from. But it's even better to know that you enjoyed your food, the scent of perfume on your skin, the wind on your face, a child in your arms, and the good wine at the wedding. You didn't mind when people touched you, even those who were thought of as unclean. You kissed people with diseases and leaned on your friend's shoulder. Thank you for understanding our bodily pains and pleasures and for valuing them. Most of all, we thank you that for us, for all of us, you became homeless, took on our brokenness and shame, and even our death to open a way home for us and offer us welcome, forgiveness, healing, love. Here now, you meet us and feed us. Holy Spirit of the living God, you breathe in us on all that is inadequate and fragile. You make living water spring even from our hurts themselves. And through you, the valley of fears becomes a place of wellsprings. So in an inner life with neither beginning nor end, your continual presence makes new freshness break through. Spirit of Jesus, come swiftly. Breathe in us and on these gifts of bread and wine that sharing your blessing and your broken, risen life, we may share your continual presence and reality and together as your body live at home in love till no one is homeless. We pray in your name with confidence. We use the Lord's Prayer, the modern form. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Pour out your Holy Spirit that these gifts of bread and wine may be for us, the body and blood of Christ. Unite us with him and with one another in mission to all the world and bring us with your whole creation to your heavenly kingdom. Through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and blessing.
glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. We have bread, the bread of life. We have wine, the cup of blessing. Here is the body and blood of our Lord, broken and poured out for us. The bread we share is one. Though we are many, we are one body. Let there be plenty for everyone, everywhere. Thank you, Marlene. haven't been um, at communion before, everybody is welcome at the table, and we ask that you would remain seated, that you would put your hands in a cupped position to receive the bread. If you require gluten-free, please indicate to me, we have that as well. And um, when it comes round with your wine, please retain your um, cup, and as you leave, there's a box on the table to put your used um, cups into. Thank you.
Is there a final prayer before that hymn? Okay. Let us pray together. Gracious God, we thank you that you have nourished us with the bread of life and the cup of salvation. Renew us day by day until with all your people on earth and in heaven we come to fullness of life in your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we pray that as we've gone from this table that God will be our vision each and every moment of every day. We listen to that hymn.
closing prayer. Loving God, you sent your Son into your world to gather us all up into your kingdom. Be with us as we hear and respond to your call to do the same. Amen. And we'll bless one another with the words of the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.